Hey everyone, this is Steve Hernandez, host of the Waterwise Pro Podcast, and I got a special guest for you guys. Uh, this is Robert Gonzalez from the uh, city of Santa Ana. Say what's up, Robert. What's happening, Steve? Not much, man. So this is episode number 14, I believe it is. And uh, what we're going to do is just uh, talk about water, man, just a little garage talk. And um, and so first I want to um, just introduce who you are to uh, to our listeners. And so uh, Robert has... Uh, has been in the industry for seven years. He is currently a operator three for the city of Santa Ana, and in the, he's uh, taking courses at San Diego Canyon College, studying for water utility science and public works. Uh, outside of field operations, um, Robert is uh, very involved with the California Nevada section operator uh, competitions uh, on the team with the co- uh, rest, West Coast Rappers. I mean, uh, West Coast Tappers, right? <laughs> yeah. And, uh, <laughs> that's a side hustle, right? Yeah. yeah so <laughs> West Coast Tappers. And uh, he's also involved in, uh, in competing in Hot Flare, too, which is another competition for operators. So um, so he's, he's definitely a team player. Um, someone that is very professional in his, uh, in his career. And, um, I met Robert through, uh, through Instagram and, uh, and the, uh, the competitions itself. And so like, we kind of hit it off and every once in a while we'll, we'll chop it up on the way home from work and just talk about what's going on or what's new. And, uh, so yeah, so, you know, I'm excited to, to highlight Robert. And then also what I want to do too, is, um, I started doing the Waterwise pro of the week and that's just highlighting people that are just, you know, kicking ass in the industry, doing great things and have a lot to contribute to uh the industry and um and are just doing great things at their agency currently so uh what i want to do is is bring people on that uh you know we can just talk and just you know talk about current events talk about what's going on at their agency and um you know maybe it helps others so uh that are, that are listening and then you know just looking for some answers or some guidance or maybe just some overall just entertainment so yeah man thanks a lot for for joining in robert appreciate it uh, no problem, Steve. Thanks for having me, and uh, it's an honor to be the first interview guest on the Waterwise Pro Podcast. Yeah, no, no, we, uh, we, you've definitely mentioned it. You've tried to pull me out of my shell to do this, and uh, so yeah, no, I'm, I'm definitely excited to do it, man. So, so why don't you uh, uh, share with everybody like how you got into the industry? Like, let's <laughs> let's hear your journey, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, probably started back like in the early, uh, well, not early, but 2010, 2011. Uh, it's kind of like a, a double intro to the industry. Uh, my grandfather has been in the industry for about 32, 33 years, and uh, he's put some time in, a short, uh, needless to say. And uh, he's been one of those people that's always been uh, motivating me or chipping at my ear when I was growing up and saying, hey, just get yourself a good city job. You know, water the water department's a good job, and uh, you should get involved in it. You can get a lot. You can grow a lot. You can move up fast. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys that are half my age or now my supervisor or now they're going to be crew leaders. And and uh it's it's definitely a good job and it's and it's a worth your time and investment and being the young person i was i uh, kind of blew it off but it just all kind of came down to it where in 2010 i was in the construction industry laborers union uh local 1184 riverside but uh uh work slowed down recession hit and uh, work wasn't as booming as it used to be and uh my grandmother threw a rep uh application on my dad not on my lap, but I should say in my face and said, Hey, what do you got to lose? I was like, ah, it's a part-time job. I don't, I don't, I don't want this thing, you know, work in union, make a big money. Uh, she's like, well, what, what do you have to lose? What's it going to, what's it going to cost you other than your time? And you got plenty of it right now. Cause you're not doing anything, <laughs> uh, which was like, <laughs> which was the case. Cause it was a uh, pretty stagnant with work and I uh, would work a week and sit for two. And, and that would be the, that would be the, uh, the, the norm. 
So I threw it out there, put my part-time app in, and I got a call back probably about a few weeks later. And at the time, I was working with my cousin in the construction for his company. So I was doing a little bit of side jobs here and there, staying busy, put some money in my pocket, and uh, the call came in, and uh, it was one of the engineers from the city of Santa Ana, and they wanted to uh, bring me in for an interview for a part-time job. And I was uh, going through some motions with my... uh, current company which my cousin was running and I was like I think maybe this is just a sign for me to part ways and uh, start a new venture uh, and it ended up working out uh, seven years later a lot of a uh, lot of position changes within the city of Santa Ana but I I, I, I took the opportunity and, and moved quickly from part-time to a full-time job within a year and within the next three to four years I, I saw a lot of position changes and promotions for me and I just kept moving up and, you know, here we are, 2020, uh, seven years into it. And right now I'm currently a water systems operator three with the water resources division for Santa Ana and the water production department. So uh, I've, I've uh, had my fair share of experiences with the city and I'm very fortunate that Santa Ana gave me the opportunity and continues to give me the opportunity to grow and uh, kind of where it sums it up where I'm at. But, you know, a lot more insight to all that stuff. But in, in a nutshell, that's kind of where I uh, kind of where I ended up and here I'm at now. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's, that's good, man. I mean, uh, I love that story, dude. Cause that, that is actually like a, a, one of the big questions I get asked a lot is, you know, a lot of guys are, um, you know, curious to like, Hey man, like I, I have a full-time job or I, I have a, you know, a, a really good job and, you know, I'm really interested in getting the water industry, but I'm not so much of a, uh, a big on the idea of working part-time or taking a cut in pay. And, uh, you know, I think, you know, for yourself, it's, you know, it worked out. Right. And so, uh, you know, I want to add anything to that. Cause you know, again, like a lot of people ask that question, like, Hey, should I take a step down and pay? Cause you know, right now I have a question right now on the gram, um, you know, just, yeah, you know, say, Hey, you have any questions? And, and someone asked like, you know, what, you know, what are your thoughts about taking a step down to, uh, uh, to a different agency? Um, if there's more opportunities and, and I'm a big fan of that. Um, if the long-term gain is, is going to be a lot better than staying where you're currently at and, um, you know, just kind of stay in status quo or just, you know, slight little increments upwards. Yeah. Uh, definitely you need to weigh your options and, and it was a time and place for me that, uh, I just wanted to say, you know, the hell with it. What have I got to lose? I, I'm right now, you know, currently unemployed through the union collecting unemployment checks. Uh, right now I'm working with my cousin and, you know, things weren't going how I envisioned it and I didn't see much of a future in it. So whether, rather than continue to just uh, gripe and hang my lip and just go with the, go with the flow of it, I just stuck my neck out there. Uh, but I think when I was interviewing for the job, I asked countless questions as far as what the outlook was for this position and, and what was the goal for it? Was it just a part-time job that they just needed somebody to sweep the floor or dig a trench? Or was it an intro to what you would want to call some people now is an internship? And it kind of seemed where they laid it out was like, well, we need to have people here. And I think that part-time position is a great way for us to vet these people out to find the candidates that we like. So I just, I kind of seemed, took it as a challenge, an opportunity to prove myself. And yeah, it was a step back, but I, I got the information that I needed. And I kind of saw the vision of, it's a step back, but I'm going to be taking 10 steps forward and it, it's just how fast I wanted to take them. So I, th- I think it's, I think it's a great opportunity and, and don't take it as a, as a, a mark against you or step down. Uh, just take it as an opportunity to prove yourself because at the end of the day, somebody wants a candidate that, that they want and they want to have an opportunity to vet them out and 
an internship or part-time or a step back is there an opportunity to say well how, how hungry is this person really wanted and uh, yeah. uh how, how committed are they how committed are they to their career to to change direction and and start something that they're not comfortable with or do something that maybe they weren't doing in their current position that they did 10 years ago and it's like well yeah you got to kind of do that because it's just it's just another step towards it's your career and yeah and it, sh- it shows your level of commitment to this this new agency you know yeah exactly uh, and and you know and I, I what i encourage people to do too is like hey you know you don't have to make that decision right now whether you want to go work part-time or not but go put your application in because by just putting your application in you're giving yourself the possible opportunity to make that choice by not putting your application in you're basically ruining yourself out already so what you do is you go through the recruitment process and get to the point where you know, they, they want to hire you, or if they do give you that job offer, then you make the decision. Then you ask all those great questions, you know, throughout the, you know, recruitment process. And then when it's actually time to like sign your letter of intent or whatever it is, you know, like, uh, that's when you can make that decision, but, but don't rule yourself out, you know, before you even get to that point. Yeah. By, by not even just putting your name in the ring or in the, in the hat, you've already taken yourself out of the run for the race and you've already, you've already admitted defeat. And I should say that at that point, you know, let, let them make the decision of why they may not want you or they want to show interest in hiring you. Right, and at right. the end of the day, you know, I think interviews and talking to individuals or people in departments and getting a chance to, I guess, uh, bro- uh, showcase your, your knowledge and abilities is always great. I, I don't think you can have enough interviews. It just makes you better. Right, right. Yeah, no, and that's, 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 you know, another good point, man. Like, uh, you know, I always tell them, guys, it's like, every time you go take an interview, it's just like, you know, swinging the bat, you know, it's just batting practice, you know, and, and when that, that one good one comes where you, where you, you know, knock it out of the park, I mean, that's, that makes all those other practice interviews, uh, you know, worth it. So yeah. you know, when I interviewed for my supervisor gig at the uh, city of Watsonville, where I'm currently at, like I interviewed for like 13 different uh, supervisor jobs before I la- finally landed this one. And I was the third pick uh, for this job. So you might not always be number one. You don't need to be number one sometimes. And sometimes you just need to get on the list, you know? Yeah. And, and like the uh, famous sports quotes, Wayne Gretzky, you're going to miss a hundred, uh, you're going to miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. So you just That's start right. taking them and something's going to land and it yeah. may be the one you never even thought you'd get. That's it, man. That's it. That's right. And I mean, you already dude, busting out quotes, dude. <laughs> I thought I was, I was the one that did that, dude. No, that's uh, cool. Yeah, man. yeah. I, I got a, I got a couple hanging in my head sometimes. You know, I got just a case like you know, throw it on the younger guys or the guys out there just hanging around. It's like, hey, man, you gotta, <laughs> you, you gotta find your motivation, and whether you find it in sports or you find it deep down inside yourself, you gotta, uh, you, you gotta find what what drives you or what opens your eyes up to the reality of this is all about you, and you need to make yourself better. Right. And it's not going to find you, right? Like you have to look out for those opportunities. You have to look for the positive messages and the positive, uh, you know, mentors and, and people that are going to root for you, support you. And, and if you look around and you don't have those people in your life, then, you know, you need to change it up because you're not going anywhere. And I think that's why me and you have kind of hit it off, you know, um, you know, well, I'll go and do classes over there at Santa Ana and the guys kind of joke around, right. They'd kind of razz both of us saying like, we got a little man crushes on each other, but yeah, at the end of the day, man, it's just like, we get each other, you know, we understand like, you know, the, the, some of the challenges that, you know, we have in the workplace. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we're motivated people that, that want to take care of our families, uh, first, right. More than anything. Uh, you got some little ones, I got some little ones and, yep. Um, I've kind of gone through some of the things that you, you know, haven't experienced yet or, or are experiencing in, in your career. And, um, and, and yeah, and we're just, you know, just trying to help each other out. And that's, 
it's all good, man. It's all, and I think, you know, other people need to do that too. A lot of people don't like, as men, we don't have, um, a lot of like positive mentors in our life or don't surround ourselves with, with guys that are, you know, like-minded or, you know, encouraging, you know, it's always just, you know, kind of talking shit back and forth. And, uh, you're like, you know, did he mean that or, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, what was that a jab or what was that? You know, like yeah, and subtle, he, he, subtle jabs, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's good stuff, man. Uh, let me ask you this. Um, you know, how, you know, what, what, uh, what do you think is the biggest challenge, uh, um, that, that people have, you know, when trying to advance in their career, like what are the, you know, whether it be like personal or professional, like what, what is the biggest challenge that you think people face in, in leveling up in their career? Uh, and just as me, just looking at it from, from my perspective is I think the biggest challenge is complacency or, uh, or just feeling like they're maybe not, they're not the person that they think they are, that they have the potential that they think that they have, uh, well, they say, well, that, that job's just too much for me. Well, I mean, you never know to you, you never know to you even put your application in, or you never know to you sit down and look at it and dissect it. And you look at it like, well, wait a minute. I have, I have that trait. I have that experience. I, I, I know how to do that. I have that certification and, or I have that degree. And, and you're, you're looking at it from one, one view when you maybe take a step back and look at it from another, another perspective. When somebody talks to you, you're like, well, damn, I, I, I didn't think of that. And do, you, and do I, you think that you think that comes from uh you know like uh just your own self doubt or do you think that comes from you know organizations that uh, put uh, restrictions on you know on employees? Uh, I I think it's uh, multiple things. I think sometimes a lot of people uh, downplay themselves, and I was one of the biggest culprits till you know recently started saying like, well, why not me? But um, also that and structuring of certain departments. You know, hey, well, we have this position, we have that position, and we have we have this sort of structure, but also too, is just the culture of uh, current staff. Don't let people that have been there for some time uh, dictate where you think you're going to go with your career and, and don't let them intimidate you into applying for a job or tell them, let them tell you that you're not good enough uh, because, you know, just one person's opinion is not, not valid. And, and like I said, at the end of the day, an opinion is an opinion. And if you're, uh, if you're believing those type of people that are trying to either put you down or downplay you, then right. you're going to find yourself in the same spot 10 years from now. And you're like, well, what, did, what just happened? Mm-hmm. Why, why not me? That's it. And you know, you have to, you have to put things into perspective and, and those people that are giving you the, you know, negative criticism or kind of putting you down or whatever, you know, are they the 30 year, um, you know, employee that, you know, is in the same position they were when they started, same department, same position. Maybe they got a promotion up. So they're like a, you know, meter reader too. And they've been there for 30 years, you know, is, is that what they're, are they pushing those negative thoughts on you? Because obviously if, if, if you're trying to move up, they, they're definitely not the person to, to ask for, for, uh, for criticism or uh, constructive criticism with that. So, you know, always try to, you know, keep in mind who's, who's giving you the advice, the person that's done it or the person that's never done it. And, um, it always, ha- it always has something negative to say. Yeah. And whether it's constructive, negative, or just flat out, uh, just off the wall, uh, every comment or, or criticism that you get, it's all worth something because it shows you if it's negative and it's just something you would complete against, it shows you how to deal with it and how you react to it. And right. believe it or not, other people are watching you, how you, how you act towards those certain things. And they look at you to see your response. Does it trigger you? Does it, uh, does it affect you a certain way? Uh, how, how do they react to that certain, that certain incident? And mm-hmm. they see that because it's a judge of character and, 
uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not high up there in the food chain. I'm working my way up, but, uh, people want to see that type of composure and how you react. Do you react off knee jerk reactions or do you sit back and chew on it for a bit? And, and is it even worth my, is it even worth my response or is it even worth me even, you know, paying attention to it? Yeah. And, and, and that stuff, that stuff matters. And some people see it and some people don't even know that they're being viewed that way. And it, people are always being viewed and being, and being critiqued. Right. I and it's, myself a lot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's always an interview, man. And, and that's just, that's one thing I've always struggled with as a, uh, as an adult, as a manager, you know, is, a, is, is try to try to give everything the energy it deserves and not to overreact. And, uh, you know, it's, I put myself in some you know bad situations by letting my emotions get the best of me or, or, you know, putting my personal feelings towards some certain subject at work. Um, and uh, not, you know, not listening um, or not asking more questions before I reacted uh, got me to, you know, positions that I'm not too fond of or not proud of, you know. And uh, so I definitely, you know, encourage others to like, you know, listen more, ask more questions, do your homework before you are so quick to, uh, you, know, you know, jump at a, at a, you know, the scenario or, you know, or, or respond to, you know, something negative or something thrown at you, you know, just what kind of at, at the face of it kind of looks you know, looks, looks bad or look, feels negative or feels like it's, you know, a jab. Right. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think the, uh, the term cooler heads prevail and that's kind of a, one of the things in this industry where a lot of those senior and seasoned veterans that have that, have that composure or had that mentality are, are leaving and they're kind of leaving it to younger people that maybe haven't been in the industry long enough or people that are just barely getting into it and they're not knowing how to react. So it's just, you got to really take a step back and, and not really fly off the handle. Sometimes I, like I said, I've been a culprit myself and until you do it and until you sit back and think about it, uh, that's when you learn and you need those type of things to learn, to understand where you did wrong, where you went wrong and, and how can you correct it before it even gets out of hand. So right, right. I, you know, I've been victim to it. I, I, I've done it. Sometimes I still do it, but I just, I catch myself a lot faster now, or I, I, uh, I take a step back and sometimes certain things don't need a reaction or sometimes certain things don't need a comment. So I'll just sit there and stay silent. And sometimes that's, that's the best way to react. No, I mean, that's, uh, you, you nailed it, man. You nailed it on that one. Let me ask you this. Um, you know, what do you think has been the most helpful, uh, for you in achieving your career goals? Like, uh, you know, like, uh, obviously you've gotten some promotions since you've, you've been there and, and, uh, you know, taken on new responsibilities and stuff. What do you think has, has helped you, um, get those opportunities or just kind of helped you along the way? HWD, hard work and dedication. <laughs> That's all it is. Yeah, uh, uh, it's, it's holding myself to a standard that sometimes I can't even achieve and just keep moving the bar. Uh, I, I don't get complacent. I, I don't like to be comfortable. And and then what I mean comfortable is I don't want to be in a position long enough to feel like, well, I'm not learning or I'm not growing. And it, and it could be growing in knowledge or it can be growing in, in, in mental experience or just working around people that I haven't worked around before. Mm-hmm. I just want to keep putting myself in a position to where I need to learn and continue to grow and surrounding myself with people with that same mind, mindset. That way I, I can learn and keep learning. So that way I can prepare myself for the next position. Yeah. So that, that's just kind of where I've kept my mindset and where I hold my myself to. And um, I'm always holding myself accountable for everything. And if, if you can't hold yourself accountable for what you do, then you're always going to be looking for excuses. And, and that's, 
that's just how I, 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 I uh, value my, myself and continue to do my job. Mm-hmm. And those excuses, those excuses will always be there. Right. Like, I mean, and they'll, they'll never take you anywhere. Right. Other than, you know, the wrong place. It's good, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, if you keep looking for excuses, you're going to find them. Um, mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, it's, well, I need to get a result and I need to get an answer. And it's just, instead of wasting my time making an excuse for whatever, like, Oh, well, you know, they were better than me or, well, I wasn't ready yet. Or, well, I didn't have this. And it's like, well, well, it's like, well, let's just start doing it. Where do yeah. we start? Uh, yeah, how, yeah. How, how do I chip away at this thing? Uh, let's, let's, let's get started. You know, you always say that quote about the Abraham Lincoln, I'm going to spend right. four hours sharpening my ax. That's, well, it, that's, that's how you start, man. You, you got to start somewhere and it's small steps. You know, you can't, you, you can't just, you can't just start jumping off off the cliff. You got you got to build up your momentum and, and get, get going before you walk. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so okay. So then, all right. Let's turn it around. So, what's uh, what is one of the biggest lessons you think you've learned in your uh, in your seven years? Like, what what was the thing that kind of like kind of knocked you back, or if, if you have you experienced something like that that uh, in your career that just like was just like uh, you know you know. Uh, kicking the nuts that or, or just something that just kind of like you know took you back you know with uh your momentum or just like you know your your feelings towards the industry yeah uh it's it's something that i would never even think about and it's something that i i i, I heard about it multiple times and it's it's personality uh and uh how you com- uh, conduct yourself and how can you be a personal person within a department? And I think that's one of the things I've learned and I'm still building on and I'm still trying to grow and, and develop as I move my career forward because now I'm you know, starting to uh, not manage but supervise individuals or I'm starting to oversee individuals or train individuals. And, and if those people don't want to work with you or those people don't want to uh, uh, buy into what you're trying to sell, then, uh, then you're going to be alone on that little island because uh, – in the construction trade, it's cutthroat. It's it's about you and how what are you doing and how, how are you better than the next guy because that's how they measure people. It's like, well, this guy's better than him, so I'm just going to work him tomorrow and this guy can sit at home for the rest of the week. Right. So you're, you're, you're always competing with everybody. You're always trying to outwork each other. You're trying to work, outwork each other. You're trying to stay busy. you got a broom in your hand or you got a shovel or you got a ruler. You're measuring things. You're not standing around looking lost. So, you know, all that stuff was uh, all that stuff was good, uh, good, good building blocks for me, but uh, – I needed to continue to grow and in growing, I needed to refine the craft as far as personality and, and being a person that people would want to follow or want to take direction from. And not only that, also advice. Uh, I was always that person with my head down in the yard. And sometimes I still am. And whatever guys are listening, kind of laugh and snicker because, <laughs> because, yeah. I, I, because I, I still, I still do that, but it's, it's a work in progress. And I, I, I yeah. think, I, I think I think I'm building on it, but, uh, you got it. You got to be a personal person in this industry. You got to, you got to have the likeness. You got to have people wanting to work with you or work around you or, or help do work for you because man, that, uh, that that's just worth this weight in gold right there. If you get people to buy in and help you out and, and do things for you to help, help the help move the goal line. Uh, it's a big thing. And, uh, I, I kind of thrown it out there, especially in, in, a, in a time we're at right now in the current day situation. It's a, it's more about we and not about me. That's right, man. Not, not, no one of us is better than all of us, right? Well, yeah. So, only yeah, we can think. 
that's it. And we're all, if we're on the same page, you definitely can move some mountains. That's for sure. Um, but no, man, that's great, man. That's uh, you know, great, great answers, man. I've been you know, definitely wanting to, you know, share, you know, you with the, the industry as much as I can, man. And, uh, you know, again, we, we did a little highlight on, you know, uh, Instagram and now doing the, uh, the podcast, you know, definitely think that there's a lot of people that could relate with this, this talk that we've had so far. Um, any, any questions you want to throw out at me, you know, or, uh, any, any dialogue you want to have with, uh, with those that are chiming in right now? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, this, the Waterwise Pro thing, and you mentioned the accolades and giving me the recognition, I think that helped out a lot. I'm, I'm not a person to brag about myself. I'm not a person to talk about myself, but giving features like that to kind of highlight your your successes and your and your strides and triumphs, it really helped out. And I've met a lot of people through that. I I, I very I value very much conversations I have with individuals on Instagram through direct messages. A few of them have some conversations with me, and I value that. Uh, it's, it, I enjoy it. I like it. Uh, it. It helps me just as much if it helps them. And whether it's just a small conversation about not even about the industry or about work, uh, I value it. I enjoy it. And it just helps me uh, work with that communication aspect. But uh, um, you, you know, uh, this WaterWise Pro podcasting, uh, you, where are you planning to go with this thing and how, how are you trying to grow it? Uh, given the way podcasters are growing lately uh, and how they're really being valued, being a value to people as far as in listening to it and chiming in and, and getting some knowledge and some insight onto things, you know, what, what's your, what's your vision for this thing and how are you going to make it, this thing keep growing? Yeah, no, I mean, um, you know, so, so going back to like what you were saying about, uh, you know, shining light on, you know, what you're doing and that was kind of a boost for you is, you know, again, um, doing that, um, I kind of feel like the more people you can help, the more people will be willing to help you out. Right. And I, and I've, you know, I was in a, you know, kind of a dark place for a while. Some people know my story, but you know, we don't need to get into that right now, but you know, I, I was alone for, for quite a while, man. And just trying to figure this shit out and figure out, you know, this life stuff and, you know, being a manager or being just a good employee and uh, our coworker. And, uh, and so, you know, by just trying to put that mirror in front of people and encourage people to, you know, level up or keep going or kind of, uh, you know, just being the person that, you know, people can ask questions, uh, that's, that's kind of what my goal is, is that, you know, maybe at some point, you know, I'll need that person to, to help me out or, you know, be able to go to them and ask questions and, uh, and, you know, just keep that cycle going. But, um, with the podcast, man, you know, what I want to do is, um, you know, we, did it, like I said at the beginning, just so you know, we have the WWPs of the week, and, and I think all of you guys that have, that have highlighted so far, and there's so many more out there. I uh, wish I could highlight everybody. I just can't, you know, get the time to to do every, you know, do everybody every day. Yeah. Uh, but definitely want to, you know, highlight, you know, you guys, bring you guys on, and um, you know, just kind of share your guys' journey. Um, you know, and, and everyone has some uh, a lot going on, and and, um, some, you know, unique experiences uh, as operators or as water professionals. So, um, doing the podcast with WWPs of the week, I think is, is, uh, something that I definitely want to, you know, do more of. And then, um, you know, someone like yourself, you know, you, you got a lot going on, you know, a lot of, a lot of great, uh, attributes that you can bring to, uh, to the industry. And so like, maybe we, we team up a little more often and, um, and, and do these podcasts together. Um, this whole COVID thing, right? So this is uh, April 4th. We're doing this podcast, you know, it's this Saturday night and I'll probably uh, launch it out tomorrow morning. But uh, yeah, I know this, uh, this COVID thing's got this all uh, kind of locked up indoors and uh, trying to be safe. And, and so uh, I think with podcasts, this is, you know, a great way to communicate and, 
you know, at some point, whether either at the gym or, you know, driving home, driving home from work or driving to work, uh, the podcasts are just a great way to just surround yourself with, uh, you know, positive messaging, positive people, uh, like-minded people that uh, just kind of reaffirms uh, your goals, your focus, and uh, just kind of overall just get your day pumped up or uh, just kind of pull you out of that you know, dark spot that you might be in, you know? Yeah, I think, or <clears throat> or maybe for the people that are just needed that nudge, that re- ref- uh, reformation or, con- uh, you know, for them to say, yeah, let's, uh, I want to do that. Yeah, he's right. Or yeah, what the hell? Let's go for it. What's the worst I could say is no. Right, uh, right. Hopefully, hopefully a lot of people get, get, get that notion and think that they're not the only one thinking that way or where they got going on in their situation. And, and we've all been there. I'm sure you've been there. I've been there. I'm, yeah. I've got, I've got a lot more to go, you know, seven years isn't a long time, but it, it, it snapped in a finger. Yeah, and dude. So, yeah. This year yeah. I'll be, uh, I think June 21st is my, uh, my 20 year anniversary for, uh, you know, full-time employment with the uh, water industry. And it's, it's not, man, I look in the mirror and I, you know, I definitely see all the grays now, but, uh, it's, uh, dude, it went by fast, man. It went fast. And I just feel like I'm still young. I feel like I, there's just so much more I want to do, uh, which is the crazy part. Cause you know, when we first started out and like someone like yourself, like, I'm sure you think like 20 years, like, damn, like <laughs> that's a long time. Right. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. it like I haven't done anything yet, you know, to be honest, man, I just feel like I, I they have so much more to do. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that once you touch the, you know, once, once you touch the fire, you, you can't live in the smoke, you know? So, so with that, like, you know, the, the, the Instagram doing the classes, um, getting ready to launch this app, you know, if we can get these final revisions, uh, you know, knuckled down, um, you know, it just, it still feels like, uh, I got so much more to do and, um, or it just kind of opened my eyes to just, a you know, the bigger picture, um, and, and not just the agency that I work for, but like, how can I contribute more to the entire industry, which is huge. So, um, so just wanted to do more of that. Um, yeah. Is, uh, you, you mentioned 20 years, just bring that question up yeah, within yeah. The 20, with the 20 years you've been in this industry. How, what has a big, has been the biggest jump in your years of being here? Is it just the recent past four years or is it just the first five years of your employment? Like what have you seen the industry make the biggest leap? Uh, that's a good question, man. Um, leap as in, uh, for me and my, my, my personal career or for the, the industry, you think? Well, 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 both, man, like for your personal growth, you know, how, what was your, your year, like your boom where it just, everything just started just as a domino one after another started clicking. And then in the industry, like yeah. when did this stuff just start kicking off? Like, Whoa, like just, this is yeah, going, yeah. this is getting advanced and we're, 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 we're moving somewhere with this thing. Sure. Sure. So like I got, I got three, um, moments in my career that I feel were like very instrumental in like advancing. Uh, the first one was when I left my first agency, I took a cut and paid to go to the neighboring agency. Um, I, I did my research and found that they, you know, basically had no kind of, um, nothing holding me back from getting higher certs and I could get a T5 D5 there. And so, I took a cut and pay to go there and, uh, you know, did a bunch of shift rotation at the treatment plant, you know, ran a 25 MGD surface water treatment plant, um, took on a bunch of responsibilities there that I wasn't accustomed to, um, cause I was working as a, you know, in a, in a team at the previous employer. And so with this one, I was doing a lot of, uh, you know, solo work. And so, um, so there's that, um, that, that gave me the opportunity to just keep climbing. Um, when I moved up here, um, applied for a job you know, six hours North of anyone I knew, uh, that was a big move. So that was, you know, definitely risky because you know, I didn't know anybody up here. It was just kind of like, 
I, I interviewed June 16th and moved July 16th of uh, 2008. And so, uh, just happened really quickly. And then, uh, then obviously, you know, starting the Instagram, um, that was what I think to me was a, a, a big move for me because it was going to be a, a matter of just a couple months when I did my first class, which to me, that was my biggest fear was public speaking. And so it forced me to get out of my shell. It forced me to take another risk, um, and, uh, get uncomfortable and do something that, uh, you know, has, has ultimately turned into something pretty damn big for me and my life. And, you know, I'd like to think that, uh, you know, we've, we've done some, some big things in the industry with, uh, the Instagram. So, um, and that's just, you know, bringing people together, encouraging and, you know, highlighting people's, you know, uh, passing their certs or just, you know, talking about stuff that we all can, can, um, relate to. So, um, but with the industry, um, man, that's a good question. I think there's always been, you know, in the 20 years I've been in it, um, I think it, it's kind of had a, in, in 2000 and definitely the, uh, you know, uh, tech industry was evolving and it's still evolving, but you know, in the nineties, it wasn't a lot of it, you know, like I remember being out, being out in the field and, uh, you know, we had to keep our cell phones in the, our lunch boxes, you know, all day <laughs> and uh, it was a big deal, you know, and like if somebody, you know, your family wanted to get in, in touch with you, they'd, they'd call you, the office would call you on the radio and, uh, some of the old timers can, you know, obviously, you know, attest to that stuff, but like no one really had cell phones, you know, and it was, it was, uh, definitely rare that you catch anybody on the phone or it'd even be a problem because, you know, not everybody had one. And so, um, yeah. you know, as technology's advanced, you know, it's definitely helped us out a lot when it comes to like running our system and, you know, security, SCADA operating, you know, pumps and our, our system. And, uh, overall, um, on top of that, like, uh, you know, water quality, you know, um, monitoring and, you know, and, testing for contaminants at, you know, levels that we would never even thought of like, you know, 20 years ago or, you know, talked about it, but, you know, it wasn't there. It wasn't an issue. It wasn't an MCL yet. Um, it's, uh, it's definitely evolving rapidly. And, uh, you know, we have the advanced water, uh, treatment certification that's coming up now too. And I think that's going to be the start of a, a lot more, um, advanced certification that, uh, you know, we're all going to be either forced to get, um, probably in the next 20 years, or, you know, we're going to be kind of encouraged to do so because uh, all of our, you know, water treatment technologies are evolving as well. And we got to keep up with everything. So uh, definitely I've seen a big, you know, big, uh, big range of like kind of from when I started to you know, where I'm at now and where I see it going. So, and it's only in you know, 20 years. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with you on that. I always make, you know, comments when we talk is like, you know, this industry is moving towards more automation and it's a lot of hands off and it's more of a monitoring and, and uh, resetting and troubleshooting. But you kind of brought into, you know, advanced water treatment techniques and, uh, you know, just maybe get your opinion. I kind of have an opinion on it, but, uh, you know, is it, would it be beneficial for somebody that say wants to do progress in their career? would it be beneficial for them to move to an agency or district that they could advance their certifications? And let's just say uh, our city, uh, we're multiple certifications, collections, uh, treatment and distribution. But let's just say some of the agencies that are out there, they're, hey, we only specialize in distribution and you can only get your treatment to this certification level because we don't have the system uh, certification to get you to that to that level of treatment. Would it be, if, if, would it be beneficial for somebody looking out there to say, you know, if I want to continue to progress myself and I can see the future of the way this treatment 
uh, techniques are going, where it's getting more advanced. It's getting more of a RO trains. It's getting more of a, uh, activated carbon treatment and stuff like that. Yeah. What is it better just to kind of start looking for that and, and, uh, get that certification and experience now or wait for that thing just to hit me in the face. And it's like, well, now I got to catch up with everybody else because everybody else has, has just gotten advanced in treatment and they're ready, ready for this and prepared. Sure. You know, I was, uh, just having this conversation with somebody the other day that, uh, kind of asked me the same question, you know, whether they should get into treatment or stay in distribution. Like they said, man, I love being in distribution, but I, I know that, you know, there's more money in, you know, in treatment. And uh, it doesn't really sound sexy to me being in water treatment. That was just kind of like their, their, their opinion. And for me, like I've held pretty much every, you know, field position, whether it be, you know, on a pump rig, pulling pumps, you know, well pumps out of the ground or reservoir maintenance, or, you know, being the guy in the, in the lab running, uh, bacteriological samples and analysis. Um, you know, I've kind of done a little bit of everything, um, distribution and everything. And, and my heart has always been in distribution. Like I've always felt like, you know, that, that it can, maybe because it reminds me of my, you know, my dad. Um, but you know, I definitely respect and, and, um, and love the water treatment side of it too. That's the cool thing about, you know, our, our industry, it's like super blue collar, but it's totally sophisticated and sexy at, at the same time, you know, scientific and, and, uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, so my thing is like, if you're interested in the advanced water treatment or, or if you're interested in treatment, then, then go for it. I'd say, you know, try everything. And then that way, like you, you won't know if you, you don't love it or you don't like it unless you try it. Right. So if, if you think it might be something you're interested in, I, I'd say definitely dive into it, uh, and get ahead of the curve because, uh, it's just a matter of time. If, if you think that you're going to want to eventually get into treatment and, you know, lay off the shovel and distribution or lay off the, you know, the, the high pace work in, uh, in distribution, go over to like tr somewhere in treatment where you're using more of your, your, uh, um, you know, your analytical abilities and, you know, just, uh, troubleshooting and stuff like that. Um, you know, th that might be the route to go, but yeah, uh, and I agree with you on that, but yeah, that same thing, man, I, I, I'm currently in, in operations, but I, I came from distribution. Don't get me wrong. I loved it. I, I love being out there with the guys, with the crew, out there, uh, you know, fixing leaks, on-call emergencies, mainline leaks, what have you. you know, people listening, we've all been there. Right. Those 2 o'clock morning calls, sometimes they're fun, sometimes they're bad, and sometimes they come at the worst possible times, and other times you're just like, bring it. I, I, want, yeah. the, I, want, I want it. Give me the OT. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Let's bust a hole out. Get the jackhammer. And, and, and that's, you know, and that's exactly it. I mean, that's the thing. There's like, there's guys that are doing it because they absolutely love it. There's guys that are in distribution that have been in distribution for so long because they don't think that they're worthy of getting certification or they don't have the abilities to, you know, do math problems that are required on a D3 or, you know, whatever it would take to, to get to that next level. So, um, so then they, they stay in those positions. Um, you know, my thing is, you know, chase what you love, you know, and, and, um, if you're passionate about it, then do that, you can be very successful in, you know, distribution or treatment. And, and then the cool thing is, it's like distribution operators will never go away. Like, well, there's always going to be leaks to fix. There's always going to be new water mains to put in. There's always going to be pumps to check and, you know, treatment facilities to run and, and, uh, you know, all that code's the good stuff. So that's a great thing about this industry, man, is that, you know, I think someone asked, uh, just recently on the, on the Instagram is like, do I think that, uh, a depression could, could affect the water industry. And, you know, to me, I think, you know, a depression could help, you know, hurt a lot of people in some way, but, um, you know, at the same time, I do think that there's a lot of security in our, in our, our industries and, you know, revenues might go down, but 
at the same time, there's still going to be somebody to, you know, check all the automation stuff. You know, there's still going to be, you know, the need for crews to fix leaks and, you know, and, and, you know, put new hydrants in or whatever it is, you know, like, um, uh, it's, it's one of those jobs where, you know, I don't see it going obsolete, you know, at all. So. No. And, and, uh, I, I've gone through a recession. I was young. I didn't, I get to, I didn't get to feel the impact as a lot of the older people felt with the families and homes and everything like that. But, I, you know, I did my time sitting at home and all that stuff. And, uh, and I got hired into the city of Santa Ana with furloughs. So I, I know that, uh, that recession feel, I know that hit to the paycheck, but, um, you know, water's not going anywhere. I, I tell people, um, you know, there's, there's, there's two things people really can't live without and, and it's electricity and water. And yeah, you can live without electricity, electricity, but you, you definitely can't live without water. And yeah. I, and I think, a, I think a depression or recession, um, I think is going to push the, uh, the industry to be more uh, proficient or to find better ways to make things more efficient as, as, uh, as resources become more available and find other alternatives to, to, uh, to, to get more with less. And, sure, sure. And, and, and I don't want people to get, uh, intimidated or, or depressed over it because right. you, you got to see, you know, the way the trend's going and, and you just got to figure it out and catch it before the wave comes. And if it's right. moving more towards automation, then, you know, let's look at a class, let, let's look online, let's, let's uh, look some YouTube videos up. And let's get an idea of what this thing is, and and find out what the SCADA system they're talking about, or or four to twenty signal, or or troubleshooting electrical current. Let's let's understand that. So at least I know what's going on, and yeah, I don't exactly. get, and I, I don't get caught my pants down on it. Right, and and you know, and that's the thing, dude. It's like uh, there's always going to be somebody that needs to do the quality control checks, right? Like, uh, and and that's one thing that that we should not get you know intimidated by the advancement of technology. Um, because there's always going to have that human factor in it. Um, you know, that's the one thing that, uh, you know, uh, as an operator, we go into a, a, a pump site. What's the first thing we do, Robert, when we go into a, a pump site? You know, check your pumps, the over- overview of the facility, you know, overall right. maintenance, you, hands on the pumps, looking at the shaft, and, you know, it, it goes down deep in the weeds, but all that stuff. That's right. All the physical senses, right? You're, you're looking, smelling. You, like you said, put your hand on the motor, feel there's extra vibration in there. Uh, all that good stuff. So all that, all those human factors that come into you know operating a system, uh, we they're, they'll never go go away. What what will it what what it will do is the the actual advancement of technology and automation of everything is just it'll it'll allow us to do other things things that we're probably not doing right now because you know just we can't get to that preventive maintenance or we can't get to certain aspects of the the system to uh, maintain and upkeep it. And so what it'll do is it'll just free us up to do more, uh, which you know with uh, you know, all the water crisis that we've had, like in Flint and, and, uh, you know, West Virginia with, uh, the whole, uh, PFOS stuff. I mean, you know, those are some you know, great examples of how, you know, like I think technology could help us in a lot of ways. Um, there's always going to be some human error stuff that you can probably minimize with it, but at the same time, like, you know, our jobs are never, they're never going to go away. Yeah. Well, when it hits the fan and if it ever does and forbid it doesn't happen anytime soon within our time, but at the end of the day, the the sight check the hand touch and all that stuff it's it's going to come back to it manually turning valves on and off switches i mean that 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 stuff they pound on the test that stuff they pound on interviews that stuff they pound in departments because yeah we don't do that as often anymore because we thank for for automation and and those things that are triggering alarms for us and well in advance but when that stuff goes offline you're going to be out there doing pump pump checks, you know, your rounds from checking all the pumps, you know, your well runs, pulling numbers and looking at them. So 
Right. Uh, it's, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be a, a staple for you to learn because all that stuff is indicators. And sometimes that stuff runs out of whack and yeah. maybe seeing one thing, but if you're going out there and you got an experienced operator that says, nah, I got my handleless motor and it doesn't feel right. doesn't sound right. Yeah, uh, you know, I got my finger, stick my finger in the oil, and I don't taste like, I don't taste like British <laughs> oil. You know, something's going on. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. Hey, and we have an op, we have an operator like that. He's just, he's just one of those old school. And this is what I know, and I, and I know what I know, and I know what I know. And one of my hairs stick up on the back of my neck, and something <laughs> don't feel right. And, and I sometimes I look at him and shake my head, and he's like, you know what, this guy's right somewhat sometimes. So you yeah. got you got to learn from it, and you got to put yeah. it in your, you put it in your pocket and, and learn. So you can teach the younger guys that too. That's it, and all the good operators will pay attention to those guys. You know, they'll uh, they'll learn from them as much as they can. Take you know, filter out the good, and you know, and remember the bad too. You know, just because uh, at some point we'll, you know, we don't want to uh, you know make the same dumb mistakes. You know, so that's good, man. Yeah, we've well, I've, I've made my fair share of mistakes, and I'll and I'll know I'll make them more in the future. So it's just to minimize the impact with them the as best, you grow. That's right. The best is yet to come, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I, know, I, I hear you, man. Uh, have Have you been taking any looks into the advanced water treatment operator uh, testing program, or or sat in a couple classes to kind of get a feel for uh, how they're going to proceed with this thing? I've sat in a few classes, and it's interesting uh, to say the least. But uh, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, no, I, I went to a, a three-day workshop up in Sacramento. I think it was uh, the first one or one of the first ones that uh, that they did. And, and I it was you know, definitely uh, confused. <laughs> I was pretty lost, man. I was that, that's for damn sure. Because I never got into wastewater, and a lot of it uh, is you know, wastewater-ish. Uh, it's definitely not conventional surface water treatment, uh, which I'm more accustomed to. And, and our state certification for treatment, water you know, treatment operators, it's based off of a conventional surface water treatment plant. Even our T5 is, you know, a lot of questions come for, for, for those kind of plants. And so this advanced water treatment is definitely going to, um, you know, change some things up. And, um, you know, it's all about that water, you know, uh, re- reuse, you know, water reuse and, uh, and recycle. So it's like one of those things where um, at some point, you know, we're going to run out of our, you know, natural resources and, uh, you know, maybe this is, is a way that we can maintain that, you know, if, if, uh, if we don't change things up, then, uh, we're definitely going to be a world of hurt. So I, I definitely think this advanced water treatment across the board could, could help out a lot, a lot of agencies, a lot of areas, uh, where, you know, water scarcity is, a is an issue. So, yeah. Um, those classes I sat on, they, they hit on some topics and they kind of sparked some of my uh, memory from the classes I've been sitting in at Santiago. And I was like, Oh, okay. I can see where they're going with that. Or now I get that. And, all right, I'm picking up on that now. Uh, I sat on a few wastewater treatment classes, and and uh, and I got to uh, got to learn from that, and, and helped me out with this uh, advanced water treatment training they did at, at a class out there in Chino Hills, and uh, and uh, it, it helped me not feel completely lost. It kind of helped me hang in there to get an understanding because we don't have that type of advanced treatment with our city, and we're kind of lucky at that to not have to deal with that. But at the same time, you know, you lack that experience, but uh, it's, it's a, it's a double-sided coin on that, but I, I, it, I, I'll, I'm open to it. And with this PFOS thing coming around, I, th- I think, uh, I, I think they're going to start looking into those, those techniques and, and for me to get a little bit of a knowledge and experience on it is definitely got me prepared to, uh, welcome or take on the challenge of it. They do uh, introduce that type of system to our city. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, you know, definitely, man. Um, 
I think, and I think only only time will tell, you know. Um, but uh, I definitely think that there's going to be a lot of opportunities for for growth in all areas. So we just have to be ready for it and, and open to the you know the change and open to advancing ourselves as as operators and professionals uh, because there will be the the need for it. So yeah, go to school, um, man. But, go, go to school. <laughs> Sign up for those college courses and uh, and start chipping away at those uh those small uh, certificates of completions or or degrees. Yeah. If you to go that route. Yeah, no, it's uh you, you know that, that's one thing I I've, I've always uh you know pushed and encouraged others to do it and you know I need to do it myself and uh you know just kind of get out of my uh excuses of not going back as uh you know I'm always like I told a lot of people I'm one class away from a two year degree and it's that freaking public speaking class so uh so I need to go back knock that thing out and then you know probably uh you know continue to further my career and uh in my true education so uh but cool man you know I, I think we should uh you know probably wrap it up and if we haven't put anybody to sleep uh you know i, I think that's a good thing so um <laughs> uh, no nah, man i i can't say enough about you robert man i'm super proud of you man and uh and i want you to keep it up and uh, i hope our relationship always stays tight man and uh and uh you uh, keep doing what you're doing and uh, i hope a lot of people uh follow robert um, you know, can we share your uh, personal handle or, uh, you know, want people to check you out on Instagram? No, nah, man, look me up. If you guys, uh, want to, uh, pick my brain or shoot the shit with me and, and talk, talk shop or just talk about what anything I'm open to it. Um, uh, it's, uh, my Instagram and I, it's all I got is, uh, R underscore O underscore B underscore G. And that's, that's pretty much it for my handle. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm welcome to any conversation or anybody that, uh, you know, wants to, uh, wants to talk and believe me, I, I enjoy it just as much and I learn from it and it helps me grow as an individual. So I'm hoping to, hoping to continue that. But uh, I know, like I said, Steve, yeah. I, I, I thanks for the opportunity, man. Uh, you have no idea how much that has helped me as my growth and, and, uh, and my development in my career. Cause sometimes you need that iteration or you need that, you need that person behind you saying, no, nah, man, you're on the right path or no, no, you keep going or no, nah, maybe you could kind of take a step this way or that way. Uh, it just, those little things like that in the back of your head to help you grow, uh, you, you know, iron sharpens iron. And, and if, if I, and if I'm trying to push myself, I'm trying to, you know, work to your level and hopefully I'm doing the same as where I'm trying to motivate you to kind of keep growing as well. Yeah, no, de- definitely, man. It's, it's uh, this relationship has definitely been a, t- a two way street, man. You've always, uh, you know, just, uh, you know, you reaching back out with me. It's like, you know, at first it was kind of like, well, you know, maybe he, uh, he, uh, you know, doesn't know that I don't, you know, know all the answers, but he's still looking for some more, you know, and then, and, and then it just kind of came into like, you know, yeah, he, we're sharing the same, you know, um, ideas and kind of focus. And, you know, like I said, you got a young family, man. And it, it reminds me a lot of myself. And, and, uh, again, if, you know, we could help each other out in any way, whether it just be through positive encouragement, positive words, or just, just even venting, man. Cause I know we've had those, you know, those sessions that, you know, on the way home from work too, just, you know, you know, kind of bitching and complaining about some of the guys or, you know, just about, you know, life, this whole COVID thing or whatever it is, man. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, just surrounding your, yourself with good people, man. And I hope everyone that's chiming in right now, listening, um, you know, is doing the same thing or have, you know, have someone that they can uh, you know, bounce ideas off of or encourage and, and get some encouragement from, because uh, we all need it. So, yeah, believe me, man, it, it sometimes, I think you've helped me a few times to steer me on a different path because I was going to make a decision or, or, or pull the trigger on something and maybe I shouldn't have done it. And I think, uh, <laughs> I think you put me back on, put me back on track. So believe me, it helped me out a lot, but, but yeah. Right, man, guys, uh, 
Likewise, yep. brother. All right, man. We'll uh, we'll let everybody go, man. Thanks for uh, joining us, guys, and uh, I appreciate you guys. We'll see you later, Robert. All right, man. Thanks.